leader. This is KZNS AM Salt Lake City. KZNS FM Colvin. 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show right here. Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're live today. We're in Logan getting you ready for the big game, Utah State, BYU. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac of Logan, uh, 1955 North Main Street. Very easy to get to if you're going to the game. Stop on by and see us. Uh, I mean, this is a great place to uh, to buy a car. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, you can't do better, of course. But we do have uh, jazz gear to give away for you. We've got some shirts. We've got some hats. Uh, we've got tacos. They've got the catering in here. We've got the football toss. Enter to win all sorts of great items. Uh, you just need to drop on by and uh, and see us uh, here at uh, Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac in Logan again. Uh, 1955 North Main Street. The tickets are gone. We had two pair of tickets to the game. We had Scott come in uh, a little while ago, and he threw the football to try to win. And then uh, Keegan came in, and uh, he sank it, went right through. I think it was on his his third try, I believe. And so we are sending him uh, up to the game. Big thanks to them for dropping on by and uh, and seeing us. Uh, here in Murdoch. Thanks to Coach Mack. Thanks to Alema Harrington. Uh, Football Friday, which uh, and thanks to Lloyd, of course, for stepping in as well. It was uh, another, of course, uh, roaring success, as Football Fridays often are. Apologies that uh, I could not step in and be more of a part of it. Uh, sometimes with the, the equipment, we experience a delay, and it's a little bit more difficult to be in two places at once when that happens. So big thanks to uh, to Lloyd for jumping in with us and, uh, and uh, making that happen. Those guys uh, did a great job. Find that interesting. Uh, Alema Harrington talking about uh, Jaron Hall and uh, talking to Jaron's dad and how they're going to be uh, certainly cautious uh, with those ribs. And uh, it's interesting. I, I just wonder with uh, with Baylor Romney and the way that he's played, certainly when he's gotten his opportunities down there at BYU, beating Boise State a couple of years ago, uh, certainly playing well against South Florida. I wonder how much of a difference actually that's going to make uh, on who starts for BYU. And it, it doesn't seem to make too big of a difference in my mind. Uh, I think, you know, it was interesting to hear Coach Mack talk about BYU's defense and he's not so uh, not so sure that uh, that Utah State's going to be able to score, which I certainly understand coming off a Boise State game where they only scored three points. But as we talked about yesterday, they also put up over 400 yards of offense. And we talked to Kevin White, uh, color analyst for uh, the Aggie broadcast, alongside Scott Girard, and he talked about uh, you know uh, um, execution in the red zone and that being really. Uh, the main concern. So, you know, I don't, I, I 
coach uh, is right about how BYU wants to play, but I'm not necessarily convinced that uh, Utah State isn't going to be able to score some points in this game. In fact, I'm hoping – uh, that we do see both sides get up and down the field and see. I don't know uh, if, if I see this being some sort of a, a shootout and get up into the 40s, but uh, it was interesting to hear Coach Max say that because I kind of had a different feel on the game where I think you know Utah State will will have some of those red zone issues uh, figure out uh, figured out and will run the ball. I mean they're run the, running the ball for over 200 yards a game and uh, really have made a conservative effort. They get uh, concerted effort. They get dynamic play at the receiving position and. If they get out of their own way a little bit, um, you know, I expect the Aggies to score some points. So maybe I'm I'm way off on that one, and it'll uh, coach will, will turn out to be right where it's a little bit more of a, a of a slugfest. And I I wonder if that Aggie defense will be able to to slow down BYU's offense. That's that's kind of where I wonder uh, it, where the rubber is going to meet the road in this particular matchup up here uh, in Logan. So fun to send a couple of listeners up to the game. Hopefully they get up there and, and have a good time. I certainly expect a, a big-time rivalry atmosphere, uh, despite what maybe some uh, players during the week have uh, gone to efforts to downplay the fact that these two teams are rivals. Certainly the fans up here in Logan uh, believe that this is going to be a rivalry game, and I think that uh, I think that the atmosphere is, is really, uh, really going to be terrific, and this should be a really fun game. And I love the... the um, the, the the tradition of of keeping this game here on Friday of uh, of conference weekend, you know uh, that's something uh, that I think unfortunately will probably uh, not happen much uh, after BYU goes to the Big Twelve, and of course that's a discussion that uh, that I wanted to get into at at some point today with BYU going to the Big Twelve in a couple of years. What in state matchups? Will, will the Cougs uh, choose to prioritize? Uh, this is something that uh, the University of Utah obviously has gone through over the past uh, several years since going to the Pac-12. And, uh, you know, BYU wanted to play Utah as much as possible. You certainly understood it because as an independent, they needed the game. They had to schedule that game, not to mention it's convenient and it's a, it's a way probably to have a – well, obviously, a, a P5 opponent come down to your building, but when you travel and go to, to Rice-Eccles, that's obviously a, a trip that doesn't take an incredible amount of, uh, of investment. But Utah, you know, of course, we know they wanted to play Michigan, and uh, they wanted to, uh, to play Florida. The other reason the, the Utah-BYU rivalry is going to be uh, hit, uh, go on pause here uh, for the near future. And when you do, you know, when you're an independent, Tom Homo uh, deserves so much credit for being able to go out there and, and independently schedule 12 games. But, of course, depending on how many games the Big 12 chooses to play, all of a sudden those matchups are limited. And, you know, I personally would love to see BYU, Utah, Utah State all play each other every year but I know that that isn't realistic. So it'll be interesting to see how much, you know, the Aggies stay or, or if the Aggies stay on, on BYU schedule and, and how frequent. Because, you know, I uh, am on the record and have been for a long time saying that uh, I did not care for independence, and I, I, I didn't. And not to say that, that it wasn't good for BYU in some ways, but I just didn't like it. I like a conference race. I like, you know, kind of that uh, the not being a national championship or bust. I like the, that other thing to play for, ruining your, your conference foes run at a championship. You know, that I, I wanted to see that. 
uh, for BYU, and we're going to, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. But, you know, the rivalry with Utah State, I think, got taken up an extra notch uh, with BYU. Utah State, of course, uh, starting to win a few games and, and make it a little bit more competitive, but the, the frequency of it, and I think that, you know, BYU needed more important games, and, and the Utah State, uh, I think the Utah State rivalry has absolutely improved because of independence. And you can say that, of course, for BYU about uh, Boise State as well. And I don't know how uh, often the Broncos will stay on BYU's schedule after they go to the Big 12. Of course, you you know that Boise State is hoping that they get that invite into that league as well. But, you know, playing Utah State every year, playing Boise State every year has been a pleasant byproduct of independence. And I would like to see it continue um, even though BYU does move on to the Big 12 and figure out a way to keep this uh, this game a, a thing at least on a semi-regular basis, and I give, you know, I give Utah and BYU a lot of credit for figuring it out as best they can to keep the rivalry game going. And again, it's not perfect. Taking years off to play Michigan, taking years off to play Florida, but they've figured out an arrangement that that works really well, I think, for all parties involved, including the fans, which was always my. Uh, my biggest concern when there was talk of not playing the rivalry anymore. I mean, the game, the game of course, is for the players, and the game, of course, is for the coaches. But th- these rivalry games are for the fans, and I do think the community wants to see them. And if not on a yearly basis, you know, understandably now that, uh, you know, these teams are not in the same conference, and obviously the Aggies haven't been in the same conference uh, with Utah or BYU, but uh, to prioritize fans, prioritize community, not to mention – the nuts and bolts of it. Let's keep some of this dough in state, huh? Some of this, uh, some of this money that's generated from these uh, these football games. Let's keep them with the in-state schools. You know, I've said that for a long time about Weber State. If you're going to sc- schedule an FCS opponent, schedule Weber. You know, help that athletic department. Help a, a you know Utah. Let's keep some of this this money in state. And so I will be really curious as uh, as BYU when BYU moves on to the Big 12, uh, how these in-state games are, are prioritized. And uh, does BYU go from, yes, we prioritize all in-state games because they needed them when they're independent, to, oh, we'll pick and choose. We're in a better spot now. be kind of funny. Uh, but uh, I do. I hope that uh, Utah State and BYU is prioritized, and I hope we see uh, many more of these games. But tonight certainly should be fun. And uh, we'll see who gets to start for uh, for BYU at quarterback. But uh, I don't know how much it matters to BYU having two, you know, obviously having two capable guys that are able to uh, and have proven to be able to go out and win football games. So we'll talk uh, we'll talk a lot more about this uh, throughout the show. Obviously, we're going to let you hear from Kalani Satake coming up right around the corner. He had a chance to jump on this week uh, with Hans and Scotty. We'll have what's going on for you coming up at uh, the top of the five o'clock hour. We'll try to get a not sports report in uh, as well coming up at 4.50, so make sure and stay tuned for that. But, of course, we are broadcasting live today from Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC. Our friend Ben Murdoch is jumping on with us once again. I was getting lively, Ben. People out here uh, testing their arm. Yeah, we've had a few come in and win, win a few things. Bam. There's another one. He doesn't count. That was lucky. He's one for 20. <laughs> well, that one, he, <laughs> he snuck he, that in he's there. He's an employee, though, so oh. it's okay. All right, and so he's not eligible for the for the win. We've got other stuff uh, over here, by the way. Enter to win. Pretty yeah, we cool. got we got camping chairs to win. Uh, nice blankets, car wash kits, backpacks, uh, all kinds of stuff to get to get, and got some delicious tacos too. We got some more hot fresh ones coming in right now. So uh, come on down. 
Those backpacks are pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Those nice are, backpack. Yeah, those are pretty rad. Kind of vintage. We we updated our logo uh, recently, and so those are those are vintage. With the with the heart. With the heart. Yep. I kind of like the heart. Maybe I'm I'm kind of old school. I, but I, I like, like the it. heart too, but uh, yeah, we uh, we we updated everything about a year ago. So. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So it's 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 old school. That's I like right. it. Yeah, it that's, is. that's really good. So so tell me about used tell me about used cars because that's a big thing you guys are doing to pre-owned vehicles. Of course, uh, you know the the market's a little bit different now in the in the auto world, and and pre-owned vehicles are a big thing. Absolutely, you'll never get more for your trade-in right now than you have ever, ever, ever. Um, and right now we have have over a thousand used cars in stock, and we've partnered with Golden West this whole month now. September is over. It's the last or the first two days of October, and we ex- extended it. So we partnered with Golden West Credit Union for 1.99 percent for 72 months. Wow! Uh, on used vehicles right now, so you're not going to find a better rate out there for that for that long. And uh, you know, we we've been really aggressive of trying to get used cars in stock, whether it's a Suburban and a Tahoe that you can't get normally to any type of trucks, uh, the Silverado, the Sierra, Fords, Dodges. It doesn't matter. We want to we want to stock everything we can so that. When a consumer comes in, we we have a vehicle available for them. And that with that financing, I mean that's that's just terrific. It's come, unbeatable. Come yeah. find what you want, and and how you know that works for you. you. Could fit that into into your budget and and get the the vehicle you need to get. Absolutely. Whether you're looking for a a car and a launcher or a used Jetta for for your kid or yourself as a commuter car, or if you wanted a Denali truck, I mean we got it all in stock for for used vehicles right now. What are you driving around in these days? I uh kind of rotate right this second. I'm driving a Volkswagen Arteon, Ooh. which is a VW Sports sedan. They move and move around uh, pretty good? Yeah, it's a it's a fun little car to drive. Yeah. So, I I like to drive a truck, but we just every time I get one 2 days later like, "Hey, we sold your truck. We sold your truck. And <laughs> just have to switch out too much. So, so I'm in the Volkswagen right now. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So 1955 North Main Street, right here in Logan. We do have jazz gear for you. We've got hats. Uh, you guys are doing tacos, the the Utah State and BYU cookies, which which look very delicious. I'm gonna have to get into Great. maybe a couple of those. Great sugar cookies, uh, made from my sister's bakery. So we'll give her a little bit of a shout oh, out. Look there. at you. Yeah. Kyle, so you guys delicious. are a talented family. What so, don't you do? Um, don't sing or dance. No, okay, that's it. Neither Everything of those else, things. but not that. <laughs> I have a couple sisters that are good singers, but right. uh, but that's too dancing funny. is not our thing for sure. All right, so come see us. If you're on your way to the game, uh, it's easy. Just pop on in and say hi, 1955 North Main Street here in Logan. Thanks, Ben. You're the man. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, we'll have more coming up next. We're going to let you hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sataki. It is the big show right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Big Show, Jake Scott with you here, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone Live from Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Cadillac of Logan, 1955 North Main Street. If you're headed up for the big game tonight, stop on by and see us. We're right on the way. 
We've got jazz gear for you. They're doing tacos. We've got giveaways. We've got the football toss. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, not to mention uh, incredible deals at a great dealership. Check out uh, one of their previously owned vehicles. They've got over a thousand of them with the Murdochs, and you can get that 1.99% APR for 72 months. You're not going to get a better rate than that anywhere else, and they'll get you into the ride that you want uh, here at Murdoch. So uh, make sure and come on by and see us and say hello. Of course, big game, BYU-Utah State tonight. want to give you an opportunity to uh, hear from the coach. Great to have uh, Kalani Satake on the station this week. want to let you hear a little bit of that uh, here uh, from Hanson Scotty earlier in the week. That's right, and I mean, you look at all all, all throughout uh, college football. I mean, that's it's it's called respecting the game, you know, and um, and your opponents, and 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 uh, you're going to get their best shot. You have to assume that you're going to get their best shot, and, and you just need to make sure that you get yours out there as well. And uh, I don't know if we did that, but at the same time, I don't want to disrespect South Florida and the things that they did and their game plan because thought it worked really well for them, you know. And and um, you know, we we just we just we we feel like there's a lot of places that we can improve on after watching the film and, and reviewing it I'm really motivated with the fact that our guys played really hard had high energy I just saw a lot of mistakes because guys are, are pressing trying to do too much and um, that's an easier fix for me than trying to get them to, to to play harder, you know. So if they can, if it means just trusting their teammates and doing their one eleventh, uh, I think that's going to be the focus this week, and I think we'll we'll, we'll play better. So, coach, there's an observation um, that needs to really be talked about, and 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 that is the quarterback position in the last really three years. Um, watching Baylor Romney come in as a backup quarterback and play accurate. Um, confident and and sound scheme-wise football is a testament to Aaron Roderick, where he's he's he had Jaron Hall prepared, obviously Zach Wilson last year prepared, and now you see Baylor come in and he looks prepared. I think that a lot of praise needs to be dished out for the new offensive coordinator at BYU, Aaron Roderick. What have what have you told him, and and what are you seeing from your from your new coordinator? Well, I mean, I've been around him for for a long time as a teammate of ours, you know, and so uh, in my coaching career, I've been around him. um, Most of my coaching career, we've been together at Southern Utah and Utah now here. So I I know what he can do. And and when we got here, I asked him to get that, that quarterback room deep and to have them all ready and uh, to play as many as we need to if, if it comes to that and uh, he, he that's what he does man he, he gets his guys ready he gets them prepared for the game and I have to give a lot of credit to Baylor and, and to, to to Jaron and, and the guys that they are but uh, you know A-Rod knows how to pick quarterbacks he knows how to talk to them he knows how to to, um, to mentor them and bring them along the way and and uh, the proof is what in what he does not, not just here but in his career how, how he's mentored and, and and prepared a lot of quarterbacks. I, I think what we're trying to do is just try to make sure that we have a deep, uh, a deep group, and that there's um, competition there constantly. And and and, and but the the fact that they all work well together and they're all great friends and they, and they support each other, that's a huge testament to to A Rod's leadership and how he runs that room. I, I think uh, the guys know how to communicate with him. They know what the expectations are. They know the standard, and and so far it's working out really well for us. Baylor played really, really well against South Florida, but do you anticipate Jaron Hall will be on the field in Logan against Utah State? 
Well, he's going to return to practice, and we'll see how it goes. All we can do is, is use the guys that are on the practice field, see how they prepare during the week, and then make a, a, a decision towards the end when we get closer to the game um, on see how, seeing how who, who, you know, who's ready, who, who's probably not quite there yet. And, and um, that, that's in every position. It's not just the quarterback position, but it's in every position. We're dealing with that in, in, as a kick, with kickers. We're dealing with that with D linemen. Um, you know, so it, it's a matter of uh, where are these guys back as far as back to their 100% self compared to where they're at currently, and, and, and can they can we project them to get there by the time we get to Friday's game? And that's hard for me to say right now on Monday, but we're going to go out there and practice and see how it goes from there. You announced Keenan Peely as a season-ending situation. Was there anybody coming out of that game Saturday night that was a season-ending situation? No, no. And so we're still, I mean, there's some guys, uh, I think Caleb Christensen's going to be out for some time, uh, you know, which is sad because we wanted him to go back home to Logan and, and play in that game. But, um, you know, other than that, we have guys that are banged up. This is, we're after game four, there's a lot of guys that are banged up and, and, and uh, healing. And so no one, no one yet right now, as, as of now, gone for the year. Kalani Sataki joining us uh, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about Utah State, what you've seen out of this team. I know it's still early in the week, but they've jumped out to a 3-0 start, a setback against Boise State, but it seems like Blake Anderson has really had that team re-energized. What, what jumps out when you look at what they've been able to do in their, in their quick turnaround from last year? Well, they believe in their players. They believe in their system, and then you see it in the way that they – uh, take the field and and um, uh, and, you know it, it's it's interesting to see how how they're motivated they are to play and play for each other and so I, I see that I, I've had uh, great interaction with Blake Anderson and 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 seen the type of man that he is and he's put himself together a, a really good staff that uh, obviously cares about the players and want and are, are trying to you know get their culture running and so it, it works and and it it's worked so so far with, with them getting three uh, wins early in the year and 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 I think that Boise State game was probably something that's a little bit uh, of an anomaly where it's not their normal their normal self you know they gained tons of yards but they they didn't get as many points as I know they would like um and so you know we 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 they have every bit of our attention right now and watching the film we can see some great players on there making some great plays and explosive plays and it's not just on offense on defense they're really active high pressure I think Anthony Tucker does a great job with the offense uh, with the offense and and Banda's doing a great job with the defense and so um it's it's looking like a dangerous team right now and then we're looking forward to that match up, but uh, we have a lot of work to do this week in order to get up there and then play the way we want to uh, Friday night against against uh, Utah State. So I went back and watched the second half of that South Florida game and specifically watched the defensive side, Kalani, and I actually had to pull up a team roster because I hadn't seen Jackson Fisher or John Nelson or Blake Mangelson or really a lot of Morgan Piper or Drew Jensen. I'd seen some Ben Bywater, but he's just a freshman. By the way, all of those are freshmen except for Morgan Piper and Drew Jensen. They're sophomores. Then you got Jacob Robinson out there, Ammon Hanneman, both freshmen. This was there was a lot of youth on the field in the second half of that game against South Florida. It was that was that by design? Was that out of necessity? Um, just give us your thoughts on those that many freshmen on the field against South Florida. 
Yeah, well, we lot we lost a lot of, of veterans, and so our team is pretty young. You know, we have a young team all overall, and on defense, uh, when you're missing, um, you know, leaders and, and, and guys that you – I mean, even Keenan Peely, as far as football years, has tons of eligibility. You know, same with Peyton Wilgar and others on our team. So it's, it's, it's not a very uh, old team. But um, there's a lot of great players on there. We just have to, you know, when we when we have injuries and guys aren't aren't 100, percent we're not going to play with certain D linemen if they haven't ha- had an opportunity to put pads on in practice. That's just it doesn't do them any 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 good. But getting to the game on Saturday and then and then expecting them to go out there and perform when they haven't had an opportunity to, to even perform against our scout team. And so we had to hold some guys out because of that. But that's just everyone's doing that. So it's it's. It's part of the game, you know, where you have to deal with your depth, and it just happens that our, a lot of our young guys, our depth, we're, we're, we're tapping into a freshman and sophomores, and and maybe not a lot of experience, but you know, it was a good experience for them to make plays and try to find a way to get out of drives in South Florida. They didn't do as well as I know they wanted to, but like I said earlier, it's it's a lot of pressing guys trying to do too much. Which you know, Hans is, is a it's a that's a youth thing, right? That's a, a young yep. guys like when you're supposed to have contain and then you try to take off and try to chase it from the backside. That's 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 just a young guy learning and. Um, unfortunately, you have to learn sometimes with experience, and, and it's good that we have all this film to teach them, and hopefully they, they uh, a little bit more disciplined when it gets to, to the game on Friday and when they get on the field because we're going to need to rely on our depth, and th- those guys have to grow up really fast. You enjoy going to Logan and playing? Always a fun atmosphere up there. Yeah, I love it, man. After last year and not having fans at all, um, it's just nice to have people in the stands um, the energy and you know and, and have tons of respect for Utah State and and their fan base and their coaches and and the alumni that come from there I mean we we know this is a rivalry game I've enjoyed it when I was a player I, I enjoyed going up there and playing that game and uh, it's a lot of fun man I, I that's what college football is all about is is, is uh, going to an opposing team and, and and their stadium and 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 just a cool environment for our players to get used to and uh, some of these guys haven't been in, into an environment like that. And so looking forward to seeing them get on the field and, and, and having this opportunity to play in front of Utah State's fans and their, and their student section. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. I know you've got plenty of experience in that stadium. If I'm not mistaken, going back to your senior year, didn't Utah State take you into double overtime that year? Wait a minute. I think you need to say we. I think you were on that team. <laughs> no, I can't even. You know what? Like, I don't know what it is. My memory is so gone that you probably have to remind me more. It's one of those things, Hans, where you're like, hey, you remember when this happened? And I need I need some more follow-up. But yeah, I, I just remember having some really, really good um, battles with some Utah brawls, State. and brawls and up just, there. Just having some great. I mean, it was so much yeah. fun. I just, I just like that. I like the energy. I like, I like the whole atmosphere of college football. I think Logan's such a cool town, man. It's such a cool college setting town. I'm just for college football, and I'm just really honored that we get to play this game Friday night in front of in front of national TV and in front of a national wide audience. And it's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. I want our guys to show up there and, and have fun with the moment, and, and we'll see what happens at the end. Was there a moment where you felt like you might be a coach up there? Because I think Gary recruited you to get up there uh, back in '09, I believe. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to go up there and, and was looking at some, you know, some places to to, to possibly, you know, buy and some real estate out there when when uh, when when we were at Utah and making the move, possibly making the move, and and uh, yeah, it's, it's just a. Uh, 
man, I have so much, like, I, I, I kind of, I have more, more respect for that place than I think a lot of people know. And, and, um, it just happens to have, uh, you know, the, the, the field has Olsen name on it. So, you know, Hans is connected to that place. There's a lot of great connections with Logan, with Utah state and BYU and the fan base and the families and everybody that's involved. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, it's been a lot of fun watching them play, uh, you know, the, the first four games of the season and then seeing some really cool things from, from that team and, and, and from that program. So looking forward to being up there. I'm glad the kickoff's not at 10 a.m., but I'm looking forward to, <laughs> to it being loud and, and having a lot of fun with everything. Coach, you've got a lot of background experience as a, as a defensive coordinator, and I, I know that you really give a, a lot of, of leeway and respect to what Elisa Tuyaki wants to do and, and comments on. But I, I want to get your thoughts uh, really quickly on these high-paced offenses where you're looking at Utah State and 80 snaps. Does that take away an ability to be more creative defensively? Do you have to run more base? Uh, how do you how do you work and manage that in such a short period of time to throw in a play call, and and what does that do to a defense? Yeah, I mean, it, it the high pace it it it, it can be d- disruptive for for a defense to get ready for, but. Um, at the same time, there's a lot of teams that are doing it. I think Utah State does it at a, at a faster rate than most. Um, I'd have to say they're one of the fastest in the country right now. Um, but but it's really impressive that they can get lined up and do that. And it, and it, it messes with your depth. It messes with your your rotation. You're right. You probably can't do a lot of a lot of. Uh, different calls and different different things that you want to do but we're going to try you know that's that's part of the game is that uh, we don't want um, the offense to take away as much of our uh, innovation and creativity on defense but at the same time um, they, they they really stress you so it's going to be kind of it's going to be a fun thing for us that we're going to run two huddles on scout defense and, and get try to get ready for it because it's going to be it's going to be quicker than than you think and, and that kind of happens sometimes when, when you're not used to it um, and, and we've we've had some uh, some experience with no huddle and, and fast paced offense. It's not as much as not as fast as what we've seen with Utah State so far. Uh, Utah State featuring a couple of receivers, pretty good in particular. Number thirteen, Devin Tompkins. Uh, what have you seen out of that young man and that and that and that core of receivers that seem to uh, find a way to get open more often than not? Yeah, tons of speed, man. And I I, I think um, you're looking at at at, at um, you know, Devin Tompkins and Bowling, those guys are can play right. Uh, McGriff is a big, long body that that poses matchup problems, um, and then you you complement that with a really good run game and then a, a physical O line. Uh, you know, and they're really coached well. The, the the whole offense is coached well at all angles, and, and so you you know that they have they're going to have their guys ready. You know, we we need to do our part, and and I know it's going to be a tough matchup, but we're looking forward to it. Um, they have a guy named Chucky Keaton that knows a lot of has familiarity with with us as well as as an opponent on their staff, and they got guys that, that know football, in, especially in the state, and are more familiar with BYU like Al Abuajo and um, DJ Tialavea. Those guys are on their staff. And they do a good job you can just see um all, all together those guys do a great job coaching and, and that's a huge uh huge credit to to what blake anderson's doing with his team and with his staff and you can see him establishing that type of culture and that type of expectations from their their staff and their players but a lot of explosiveness from that that wide receiver group and then i don't think you should overlook the, the tight ends they, they, they have some explosiveness and athleticism as well 
Well, Coach, uh, Scotty and I are down here to Bilt Bar, and uh, we are enjoying one of these cookie dough ch- uh, chunk Bilt we're, Bars. We're about 10 bars into the show already. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, Coach, if if I would have had these Bilt Bars when we were at BYU, I would have got better grades because <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding you. I, I used to sit in class and think about you know, <clears throat> lift, lifting a grilled cheese sandwich from the inner, the inner track there next to our football offices and 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 I, instead, I could have been eating one of these built bars and been focused with all the proteins coursing through my body. Uh, do you guys love these? How many of these do you put down every day? We do. I mean, and that's a, they're a great uh, sponsor for us. And then we're just thankful that we have uh, the resources and the administration that allows us to take care of these players um, as much as we can and as much as as they're 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 allowed. So that's uh, I'm really thankful that we get to take care of these players. And I'm, I'm always, you know, me, I'm always going to do whatever I can to to get the players as much as they possibly can to make sure that we uh, basically fill their cup with. I think if with resources, if you can do that for them, then it makes their experience a lot better. It makes it lot easier and you know Hans when, whenever I hear the word hangry I think I think the 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 definition of it should be your picture because when you were in college and you were hungry it was the biggest you're you're probably the worst guy to hang out with and we just knew that to throw you something to eat and you would be in a better mood so that's uh, imagine if you would have just had all these protein bars available to you you would never have a day of being angry at all so you're right you would have had you had a great grades and you would have had a great experience overall because uh, we know one thing and amanda will tell you this too but when hans is hungry watch out everybody just no. tread lightly kalani <laughs> i have made so yep that is uh, that is a fact i've known hans olsen for a long time now and when hans is hungry hans is grumpy so apparently that was uh, <laughs> that was true back when hans and and coach sataki played uh, played together so there you go that's uh, byu head coach kalani sataki on earlier with uh, Hanson Scotty earlier in the week as we get you ready for Utah State and BYU. Uh, we are live today. We're hanging out with uh, our friends, the Murdochs. We're up here at Murdoch Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac of Logan, 1955 North Main Street. We have jazz gear for you. If you're on your way to the game, it's so easy to stop on by and see us. They've got tacos. They've got cookies. Throw the ball, win prizes. It's a big deal, and, of course, a uh, great deal with a great dealership. If you're looking for a, a new car, if you're looking for a previously owned vehicle, this is your spot. We will get to the Not Sports Port coming up right around the corner. Uh, quick programming note, where, uh, of course, you're going to be able to hear Scotty Jean, Kevin White on the call for tonight's Aggie BYU game. Uh, but we're going to have a split pregame here on the Zone Sports Network. So, Hans Olsen is going to have your Cougar pregame show. He's going to be on the FM side on 97.5. He's going to be broadcasting live from JCW's down in Provo at the Plum Tree Shopping Center. So go on by and see Hans and uh, grab a bite to eat. I believe uh, Jake Hatch is going to be along for the ride with uh, Hans as well. And then on the AM side, of course, you get the official Aggie pregame show with our guy, Scotty G, that's uh, starting at 6. And then on both signals, of course, you'll be able to hear the game and uh, and uh, hear all the action, of course, as we are your home for Utah State football. We'll get to the Not Sports Report coming up right around the corner. Uh, stay tuned. We've got what's going on at the top of the 5 o'clock hour as well. It is the big show uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This is DJ.
And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone, broadcasting live today, having a great time, Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Cadillac, right here in Logan, getting you ready for the big BYU-Utah State game tonight, 1955 North Main Street. Uh, come on by, they've got tacos uh, for you, which uh, are delicious, they've got the football toss to win gift cards, they've got all sorts of great prizes, and we have jazz gear for you. So, if you're on your way to the game, swoop on by, we're right on the way, uh, right here in Logan, 1955 North Main Street, so uh, would be very excited to see, you have got a bunch of Aggie fans in here right now, we've had Cougar fans drop by, we gave away some tickets earlier, it's been great fun. Uh, big thanks to the Murdochs, as always. Great partners with us here uh, on the Zone Sports Network and have been for a long, long time. So we'll, we'll talk uh, more about that coming up here momentarily. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report. And I have, uh, I have two things to get to today. And one actually is, uh, is somewhat sports-related that I will get to first. And the other is uh, from the world, uh, from the business of show. Uh, but uh, this is uh, in Chicago. Uh, And I'll read right from it. A a man is facing burglary charges after he allegedly climbed into Wrigley Field this week and tried to walk out with over $1,000 worth of merchandise from a gift shop. Wrigley Field was closed for the season on Tuesday when a security officer saw 20-year-old Terrell Marshall pacing outside a gate on Waveland Avenue before climbing over an 8-foot fence to enter the friendly confines video allegedly shows Marshall collecting shirts, hats, earrings, and other items from a shuttered souvenir shop. Uh, guards stopped Marshall near an elevator. He was carrying $1,124 worth of Cubs gear. He is now charged with felony burglary, and uh, the judges set bail at ten grand, meaning he must post $1,000 to get out of jail to await trial. So there's a couple things on this. I mean, uh, on top of uh, the... Hmm, lapse of intelligence that it, it would take to do something like that. Like like Wrigley Field doesn't have security or cameras or anything like uh, anything along those lines. But my question is, if he's got $1,124 worth of gear, how is he getting back out? I mean, you climb over the fence to get in. I got gotcha, you. But how is he getting back out? Like, I'd just love to see the guy if he actually made it back to the fence with a handful of $1,124 worth of stuff and think, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I maybe I didn't think this through exactly. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Lightfoot here at the uh, uh, here at Murdoch with me. Is he put it all on? Is he all of a sudden like the Michelin Man trying to climb over the fence to get out? I I just would love to see that look on his face where he's like, you know what? Maybe I didn't think this through. Maybe maybe I didn't. All right, and then the other one, and then we'll we'll talk to our friend uh, uh, Ben Murdoch coming up here in a second. I saw this report that Ridley Scott. Uh, the director of many things, Blade Runner, uh, uh, Gladiator, is making a Gladiator 2. He said it's ready to go after his current project. All right, Ben Ben and Johnny. Johnny, uh, our on-site engineer, turn, turn on that mic. Uh, ben Murdoch, uh, of course, um, uh, from up here at uh, Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC. All right, you're, you're both shaking your heads. 
excited about the concept of a gladiator too. Ben, are you that absolutely that doing it for you, Johnny? The, the first oh, gladiator yeah. was a great show. I've got information about it. Do you really? Yes. Okay, so so here's my take. I liked the first gladiator. I'm not the biggest Russell Crowe fan, but great movie, won the best picture. But but aren't there movies that shouldn't be have sequels? And he does die at the end, right? Like where where So this movie is supposed to take place uh, from Lucius's son. Remember the little kid? Yeah, yeah. He's now grown up ruling the country. And that's mm. the that's where it's from. This is where it's supposed to take I just, place. I, I'm worried that sequels like ruin the original. Like it's the the opposite so, effect. Some some do, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. Yeah. I, I the first one's so great, but to think of what the second one would be, it's very interesting. I'm sure it'll be entertaining. All right. Well, well, Ridley's working on it, so that's, that's, cool. that's in the mix. Yeah. So there it, you go. it will probably be a good movie because he doesn't really make bad movies. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's quite good. His, his brother was good, too. Rest, uh, yeah. rest his soul, Tony. So, All right. We are up here <coughs> Excuse me, in, in Logan, Murdoch, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC. Stop by and see us. 1955 North Main Street. We have tacos. We have the ball toss. We have prizes, jazz gear. And uh, this is this is fun. You guys always have this much fun up here. Is this like a daily thing? Oh, not a daily thing, but uh, it's been a good day, you know. First day of October, beautiful weather, Friday, big game tonight, and uh, had a lot of people come through the store today, and we've sold a few cars today, too, so hey, it's been really good. all yeah, right. Can't complain. No, can't complain at all, and you're right about the weather. It's beautiful. It, perfect. It, tonight's going to be great. Yes. It's going to be absolutely perfect uh, for the game. Well, what should we jump into? I mean, I, I, I want to go back to that electric Hummer. I can't believe that this is a thing. I could imagine uh, the fun that you could have with something like that. Absolutely. So fully electric, uh, up to 1,000 horsepower, depending on the model that you get in the truck or the SUV. Um, the, the customer that was just here, he actually has one on order right uh, now. Yeah. And uh, you could take this thing anywhere, anywhere. Uh, off-road, it can crab walk. The technology that's going to be in this, they have Super Cruise, which is the best self-driving uh, technology out there right now. Um, and so it's it's an amazing vehicle. Have you tried it yet? No, unfortunately, I've seen it, but I've never tried it. You haven't tried it? Yet? No, they haven't had any real production models available for dealers to drive or anything like that yet. So because a thousand horsepower, that feels feels like, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. like illegal, like <laughs> illegal type a lot, be a right? Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's amazing. Yeah, so it's it's going to be uh, awesome. And the first ones built of the people that reserve theirs first should be out in the next few months. So. Is pre-order kind of a thing you guys are doing a lot, uh, not just with the Hummer, but are you doing other stuff that way too? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, new cars are in such a shortage right now. And um, so at this store, particularly right now, at the Buick GMC Chevrolet Cadillac store right now, I think we have 79 new cars in the pipeline, and every single one of them is pre-sold. Oh, that's awesome. And so uh, whether it's a Z06 Corvette, whether it's the Hummer, whether it's just your your basic Silverado um, or uh, or you know a blazer anything like that uh everything is basically on order right now so wow they, johnny's got a got that the electric hummer up that thing is sharp it is yeah that is nice and the blazer everybody's excited about that right yeah the new blazer is awesome it's such a good looking vehicle it drives amazing we just wish we could get more of them in stock we yeah. have a beautiful pre-owned one here that's all blacked out and everything like that and get 1.99 percent on that right now too so you know, I'm looking at uh, what is that's the suburban right over there. Yeah, is that what I'm looking yep. at? Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people from out of town, it's so funny. Like everybody thinks, you know, the family vehicle is the minivan or something like that. Not in Utah. No, no, not in Utah. You got to get the suburban, man. You got to you got to get to where you're going. Nobody wants to get stuck in a minivan in the snow. There's so many anti mini minivan moms and dads out here in Utah for some reason that 
the Suburban and the Yukon is the is the go-to vehicle. Yeah. So. Hey, I've got a couple of kids, and my wife's one of them. She's like, we are not going, we are not going down the minivan road. That's and it's right. like, okay, all right, yeah. we'll figure something else out. Yeah, yeah, but I let people get a kick out of that. It's like, no, 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 no. we don't do minivans. We yeah. do Suburbans. That's, That's what right. We do here in Utah. Great vehicle. Phenomenal. The new body style that came out last year is amazing, and uh, along with the Yukon, more space, better drive, everything like that. It's so. sharp. Yeah, that's it's awesome. awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on, Ben. We appreciate you. You bet. Thank you. All right. Come on up and uh, see us. We're here at Murdoch Chevrolet Buick GMC in Logan, 1955 North Main Street. Get up here. Take advantage of they've got a bunch of pre-owned vehicles as well. So now is the time. Uh, and we're here at Murdoch's. Uh, stop on by and see us. Coming up next, we're going to jump into what's going on. Don't forget, we'll have uh, BYU and Utah State-themed pregame show starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, Scotty G will have the uh, official Utah State pregame on 1280 AM. And our guy, Hans Olsen, will be on the FM side of the dial doing uh, the Cougar pregame show. So that's all coming up. It is the big show right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.